This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Oh, what a night. Watching Tottenham on a Tuesday night. You play Thursday cause you're... Welcome to A Water Night, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network, talking all things Tottenham Hotspur. Joining myself, Sean Walsh, as he does every week, Jude Summerfield. Yes, so, hello mate. We're so back. We are back. Another week, another podcast. Which side of the, we're back, it's over pendulum are you sitting on today? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm very much on one side. Well, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to go on the other side then. You don't so, have to. Yeah. You don't well, have to. You don't have back, to. Good, good cop, bad cop. You don't need to do that. Yeah. It's our podcast. Well, I know do what we is. want. Yeah, I'd like to stoke some. Uh, some oh, would you? Some fire. Oh, would you? Nah, nah. I'm nah. I'm just fine. All is fine. All is grand. Okay, so you're a centrist now. <laughs> you have no strong opinions <laughs> about I'm a anything. Centrist dad these days. You know, I take a little bit from the left, a little bit from the right. This is character evolution right here. Yeah, essentially, essentially. No, but that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was we a were. Nice little departure. We had the first game of the Ange Postecoglou era. A three-two defeat. And yeah. I couldn't be happy about it. <laughs> I think that is sort of embarrassing, really, isn't it? <laughs> Club's gone to the dogs, you know. Honestly, I mean, where have we, where have we gone? Celebrating a three-two win. To, we used to celebrate wins. Three-two loss. And now we, now we celebrate losses to West Ham scrubbers. West Ham were not very good either. No, well, yeah. I mean, going on the overall pattern of the game, like Spurs just gave them three goals, pretty much. Well, basically, yeah. And Here, West Ham, we don't want these goals. You have these goals. Yeah, and yeah, you know what? I suppose that just sort of reinforces a lot of what we already knew about what the problems are. They're going to be able to score plenty of goals, but it looks like they can't really defend. So we'll we'll see on that front. Yeah. And I think we should point out, Postecoglou did say post match that he took blame for the defensive areas because he hasn't had a lot of time to work on the defensive set piece side of the game. But it'd be yeah. nice someone could at least jump. <laughs> is he cutting all the knees off as well? I mean, some of, yeah, some effort. Yeah. Nah, that, that it was the the first two, which were both uh, sort of set PC goals, weren't they? Mm. Um, or, or one was crossed into wings, and he just headed it in. And you know, we've definitely said before, like, oh, I wouldn't really ha- have a problem with Regulon being. And then, and then, you, and then it comes around to me like, oh, everything comes flooding back. <laughs> and it's sort of like, oh, you, remember, okay. you remember? Yeah, or some sort of. Hesitant lackluster defending. Really. Yeah, he didn't look too comfortable coming in field even when he was asked to play no, in he that didn't. role. Yeah, but he, did, he looked okay going outside. His crossing was still quite good, but he didn't really suit the inside yeah. role. Yeah, coming in field and playmaking like that. I don't know. There was a lot down the left in that first half anyway, um, which was just not to slag off a new sign. And I'm sure <laughs> Solomon will have his moments, you know, here and there. 
um, and it's the first game of preseason. Obviously, just cut inside and passed it back, and sort of that restricted Region's uh, space, I suppose, a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of a clogging issue. Yeah, there was a, there was definitely a clogging issue, maybe created by a lack of a left foot on Mana Solomon. You did like when he kept cutting inside, like he was the inverse Iron Robin. You weren't <laughs> you weren't a fan of that. I kind of feel like well, you can you knew what Iron Robin was going to do, but you couldn't stop it. Mm. So uh, you don't think Mano Solomon has that juice? <laughs> don't no? think he's quite. Uh, he's not that guy just yet. Anyway, <laughs> there was one moment when he cut inside and managed to get a little bit of space, mm. and he did send a nice little right foot shot towards the top, the top corner. But um, in, yeah, in terms of like general play, like down the left was where it got a bit more unstuck. Yeah, I felt. I did feel like it was just the first instance in a while where Spurs just showed a bit of kind of. They look interesting on a tactical level, and I don't think we've mm. can reset it for a while. No, even yeah, even, even when we were good under Conte in like the second half of twenty one twenty two, it was still quite a rudimentary thing. It was just it was very direct. It was very quick, and it allowed us to score a lot of goals. It wasn't particularly interesting to dissect and poke mm. holes in. Now it was. We have now ninety minutes worth of what does Postecoglou's top middle look like? And you kind of start to see the little things. Like I think someone pointed out that there are a few times where after missing a chance more players pushed forward to try and get that second ball to try and create a second mm. chance which you know that's quite an alien thing for us it did the, the outside was it does leave two centre backs at the back and you know wasn't too comfortable at times no it wasn't too comfortable but there, there was that there was that really sort of a, I don't know there was a crazy minute or or at, at some point which Spurs didn't really get like a chance or a proper chance to like shoot a goal and score but they just kept on being like so high up the pitch and like mm. in and around West Ham's goal I think it was only from that like a it was a really specific bit in play sorry but they just kept flooding people forward and I think straight afterwards maybe Bowen might have broken down the other end and like West Ham almost got a shot away um, but yes you could tell there was a massive there was a massive um, emphasis on actually trying to keep that pressure on up top rather than just being like crafting the one opportunity which I feel is how Spurs got a lot of their goals last season rather than like persistent pressure almost like that anyway because mm. a lot like some of what Spurs were doing was coming through the middle of the pitch as well which is like this rarely ever wasn't a thing during Conte wow we can have a midfield you know yeah <laughs> one novel idea yeah and like if because um, Ben Tanko and Hoibi had to score at points last season but it wasn't really in that same vein of like uh, quick passing and getting into the box almost it mm. was just I suppose Ben Tanker did a little bit and that he arrived, but it wasn't. It wasn't, it it wasn't organic as. Yeah, it didn't feel like a set thing. Like yeah. you notice a lot in this game, Oliver Skip was kind of a real yeah. box crasher, and it did. And as I was watching it, the, what it made me think about was, I understand why we've been linked quite a bit to Conor Gallagher, because I yeah. think he's one of the best in the Premier doing that. In this very kind of specific skill set in arriving late in that box just there to sweep up those chances he was so good at it at Crystal Palace and I, I wouldn't give up on him if I was Chelsea because I think there is a player there you know he still gets played for England gets picked enough yeah um, I, I'm not saying that Spurs should go spend 40-50 million on him but I think I understand what the idea would be but yeah, you know sure. Skip, Skip has shown some promise in the past that he could maybe do that but yeah, maybe, that's one, maybe that's one to work with it shows that we're not light in that area well, I'd like another midfielder but I don't think it's it's not a pressing concern when there's other matters across the pitch we need to work on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the only problem with Skippy doing that, I suppose, is that you know he doesn't have that proven um, goal record 
I think he scored once for Spurs, and that's pretty much it. So you don't really know. What Is that the only one? I think Chelsea so. Yeah. Won't Ke- Ke- Kepa, you know, sort of flat. Yeah. He just kind of pushes onto the bar. Nice strike. It was great. It was great at the time. But. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's his only one for Spurs so far. Like mm. he scored a few for Norwich on on loan there, but going into the season with him as that uh, starting goal threat in the midfield might be. Yeah. But it, but Remember but pre-injury you know. skip. Yeah. Yeah. Of one course. player. Yeah. <laughs> one player. Or a player, but it is exciting to see um, people not so stuck and rigid to their positions now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, play actually coming through the middle. That little dart that Basuma mm. had. Um, oh, it was like almost that kind of that Jack Wilshere gets Norwich goal like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like watching. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, oh my god, what is this? Yeah, and I wouldn't expect that like every game really, but um, it, it seems like there's there's not too much um, issue with even like Madison and Kane getting. Like too close to each other now, whereas that might have been a problem before. If it took it, it, like first ten minutes. I thought it was quite a prevalent thing, but they quickly. I think they figured it out. Yeah, and if they played, I think they played the full ninety. They would have. You would see more kind of connection because they got towards the end of the half, and then suddenly seeing these quick flicks, these quick movements. Kuzevski was coming mm. in the field a lot more as well to help out in that sense. Yeah, and we didn't really get to see it because we put a, a new eleven out for the second half. Yeah, I think that's something that will hopefully just uh, grow organically because Kane hasn't really had that tend to take like slid passes off you know through here or there like the only sort of recent goal like I always remember is that 2-2 against Liverpool I think it was well, two seasons ago now where Ndombele slid one through and he raced yeah. onto it and scored yeah. but I don't think he's, he hasn't really scored many other goals like that in the in the last two years for Spurs anyway so if you've got Kane uh, sorry if you've got Madison going into those little areas and Kane's just like loitering. I know in behind isn't his big strength, yeah. but he's loitering. At least that gives us another sort of route to goal, yeah. rather than just you know yeah. swinging it in and hope for the best. Yeah, I think we've talked about pretty much every outfielder from the first half eleven, which just leaves us with the goalkeeper. Yeah, honestly, I was more concerned about the way that he tried to save the shots rather than the kicking, because the kicking you are gonna. You know, until that is a set thing where you have more practice on the training ground, where you have to understand who the defenders are in front of you, and it's yeah, we're, no, we're not going to we're not going to play next season with a back four of Poro, Romero, Tanganga, and Regulon. I understand. The thing that concerned me was he didn't seem he was a bit kind of trying to contort himself in this weird way when trying to save those two goals. It was quite quite mm. strange. I'm not I'm not I think people getting hysterics are you know it's preseason and we haven't had football in ages. People love making something out of nothing, mm. but. A quick, a quick. Uh, you think he's on. finished? I think it's twenty. You just, you just said it. No, uh, <laughs> I, I hope, hopefully not finished. Um, I mean, that'll be that'll be one and done in terms of games um, I've seen playing. <laughs> <laughs> we've so, all made mistakes. Yeah, we've all made you know errors like that. And it, it did seem like I mean, both those goals he let in just seemed to go in way too easily, which either is is, is a, defen- a problem of the defense in front of him, which. You know, maybe, maybe he was just so caught out that nobody attacked the ball for either <laughs> for either of those goals. Um, but yeah, the goalkeeper is a, is a man on set pieces as well. I guess. Yeah, there was one he, where he was he, not he, and he was not helped in that situation. No, he wasn't. There was one where he, he came out and he looked quite decisive and got a big punch on the ball, and I was like, oh yeah, that's quite nice. You know, at least he's sort of making his uh, he's, he's he's throwing his bat around. That's nice. But um, yeah, definitely some. Some improvement to be had. Yeah, do you want to know my my brief scouting of him at the time when it came through that he was the target they were going to go after? So you know, you know me, Jude. You know I like David Raya. Yes. 
yes, I surprise you sometimes. Toy, yes. um, but I liked him. Um, one of the things I do like about him the most is that he comes and gets every cross, even though he's small for a goalkeeper. Now, I, I had genuinely not heard of Vicario before he was first touted with a move here. So the first thing I did, Jude, as I always do, I went to look at him on FIFA. Mm. Fine rating is fine, nothing wrong with it. But he had a, he had a certain trait, and it was cautious on crosses. Mm. And I basically fell to my knees and started screaming, No! Yeah, once that foot yeah, that, that, database that was it. That was it. puts you in the mud, there's no, there's no way there's out no of that, unfortunately. Now. I've once seen you, it all. <laughs> once you no, get a trait yeah. from FIFA, then uh, unfortunately you've just got to dig in and... Yeah you know be defined for it yeah. or buy it for the rest of your life I'm sure it'd be grand I'm sure it'll figure it's it out better be. yeah it'll be alright yeah we move on to the second half the half where we actually scored some goals we won the second half half where we looked like yeah I mean we looked quite good in the first half but it was yeah. um, it was a marked improvement in the, in the second in that um, hard to do when you make 11 changes you know I know yeah especially no, it's not as if they've been warming up either no and it wasn't like the players who were coming on were, uh, you know, proper dynamos or had uh, smashed it last season. I guess none of them really had, but um, everyone looked pretty pretty solid, to be fair. I mean, even Gio was coming back and scoring goals and actually running the show. Which yeah, I, is, thought he, I thought he was our best player. I think uh, it's quite a scary thought, that, for uh, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of uh, Spurs oh, dear and maybe God. some of our listeners who don't rate Gio Lacelso that highly. <laughs> In terms um, of being on the ball, it probably was one of his most promising performances. Because most of the, before, it was the fact that he just ran around and worked hard. Now he's actually sh- kind of showed that he could try and piece it all together. Yeah. Do you think maybe he might be getting a, um, a, a third wind from actually having a proper idea of what he should be doing? Or I did think that if people wanted to kind of shove Ndombele in these, like before, before the stuff came out about that Ndombele might want to stay and the cells might want to go, even before that, that people were, they wanted to see more of Ndombele, but they completely written off Lestal. So I don't think it was fair to be like that with one, but not the other. I think you either had to say, you know, you can stand by them both, or they both got to go and we just got to move on. But you look at the, what Postacolo is going to ask for in his players in a 4 3 3, he wants his midfielders to be able to be comfortable in those wide areas. Lestalso at least is that mm-hmm. on the basis of what we think he is and what he could be and what he's shown with Argentina and at Real Betis in the past this is someone who makes a lot of sense now I just wonder I think he's been linked quite a lot with Napoli if Napoli were to stump up a fee that Spurs think mm, should we really sell him mm. then it's a different conversation but as we said earlier about Skip like there's a few options coming through Pape Sark came on as well I thought he was okay I think people yeah. I thought I think people love to go a bit overboard with a young player sometimes. I think the same with Alfie Divine. I think they both just showed that they can hang around. Yeah, they, they, they were they weren't out muscled physically. They weren't the touches weren't loose. They at least proved okay. You're not you you deserve to be at this kind of level. You're not an outcast here. But I want to see more going forward. I think loans for either of them would be quite good. Yeah, good loan. Maybe like a championship line for Divine might be quite good. Mm. Just some first team minutes. Yeah. I think be, people who want him just thrown in the in the first team straight away. I don't think you have to be a properly special talent to get that kind of treatment. I don't think that he is on that kind of level. I'm not saying yeah. he can't be yeah, 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 a good player. I'm just saying I don't think he's ready now, and he needs to go and play men's football. 
yeah, and Spurs have they've signed options for that sort of position mm. this summer, so mm. you wouldn't really think he'd be that high in the thinking. Anyway, but yeah, that he he came on and looked pretty decent, so don't really see what the problem is. Yeah, um, with him getting some minutes in pre-season, um, I, yeah, I do kind of hope. Well, I don't know if he if he hangs around, but you know, there's there, there are plenty of midfield options around the club, and I just sort of hope that. If Gio gets a chance and he looks quite good, then why not give him another go? Because screw it, what's what's the point otherwise? You know, you've bought all these spent players, spent a lot of money on him, spent a lot of money on these players, so um, you might as well try and get your your, your three bobs worth, and it, it might come off. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, and that's um, that's something else. And you can get these players off the books at some point. But if they come in and they look good under a new regime, mm. and more importantly, they actually fancy like mm. you know being around and trying to help, yeah, that sort of thing, like you know. No issues with that yeah. whatsoever. And I think as well, as much as I didn't like Lacelso when he was here for his first spell, I just think it's so important that Argentina made a big kind of song and dance about how they thought they were going to miss him at the World Cup and he was a key player. And he might have played that McAllister role if he had not got injured just before the World Cup. That he, he's someone that's valued in that team. I just think, can you really just throw that away? I, I don't think that he should leave on loan again. I think that it has to be you either keep him and try and reintegrate him or you sell him for a good fee. I don't think there can be any in between. It's the same with Ndombele now. There's no point doing what we did last year. Last year was the only year you could really kick the can down the road. Mm. No, yeah, I'd agree. Ndombele was, yeah, he just didn't get, um, he wasn't in the squad at all. Was no, he? I picked up a knock, but he should yeah. be fine for the Leicester game, which I'm looking forward to. The Leicester game, yeah. What day is that? Sorry, is that. Like is that Friday or Saturday? I can't remember anymore. Nah, me neither. On some ungodly hour, I'm sure. But I hope, yeah, it'd be nice to see him get a little, a little uh, chance to twirl and do his thing. Little Winks reunion. Yeah. <laughs> Play yeah. one half both sides. Him and Madison. Yeah, we'll have to swap uh, Winksy and Madison. Yeah. For a half each at some point. It's only fair, you know. Getting the gang back together. Fair. Hopefully, we don't lose that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be really bad if we lose to a championship side. But I'm confident that we will create enough chances again to. Lesser yeah. Oh mate, the chance anyway. creation was awesome. Like they was they were. It's so nice, wasn't it? Just players. playing yeah. very. It's when you can combine playing fast with possession football. Because sometimes you can play possession football, but it's not fast, and you can play fast, but it's more counter attacking rather than possession based. Mm. When you combine both, it's like it really. I tweeted yesterday. It reminded me a game of the Harry Redknapp era where he would just come out to the press and be like, "Oh, you know, it's one of those days." Mm. But his teams did play fast possession football at least. Like it was. Chance yeah. after chance after chance, it, you really could feel the dominance while you were watching, and you, when you see the stats after, I think then it was thirty or thirty-one shots, uh, more than seventy percent possession. That is real kind of. Those are promising signs. I do not care that we lost three-two. It, yeah. do, it does. It does not matter that we lost three-two. If we had won three-two playing the way that West Ham did, I would not be happy. Yeah. It, it, it would have taught us nothing. We would have learned nothing. We've gone backwards. Yeah. I mean, like, sorry, I was just checking the preview there because I needed to um, check what my prediction was for the game, and it was three-two West Ham. You actually didn't bet on us to win. What's wrong with you? Well, you saw well, those teams, and you're like, ah, don't worry. <laughs> I think West Ham might do this, you know. This is Tottenham's first. It was Tottenham's first game in pre-season. This is fair. Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, you talk. And it is also Tottenham Hotspur Football Club that we're talking about. So you know, you know, always expect these sort of things. But I thought maybe the fitness wouldn't quite be there because they'd only had a few. Se- training sessions out in Australia but like it looked really really decent I mean mm. compared to the West Ham players anyway it looked like a good um, uh, a good period of dominance for them because they just kept winning the ball back kept knackering West Ham out could have scored six or seven 
Um, but yeah, I didn't think they'd win just because just because of the lack of sharpness. I do think I think you make that point. West Ham are further along in their preseason than we are. I think they've had two or three games now. They've yeah. already played one out there in Australia anyway. So I think for us to go at them with two different 11s and play the way we did to have that continuity, if, if anything looked better in the second half with a supposedly weaker team, then it's really kind of promising. Mm. So I think one of those players who really did impress me in the second half was Destiny Adoji. Oh, yeah. Perfect yeah. kind of player for this inside-outside threat that Postacolico wants a fullback. Yeah, we haven't, yeah, and we haven't had that sort of threat from left back for a while now, in terms of like proper finishing threat anyway, mm. um, which he seems to really have. I know it's beautiful header, really, really lovely header. Yeah, just a little flick into striker's the striker's header. Like, you know what? I think that for somebody who's obviously who hasn't really been in the picture for a year or so, obviously got signed, but just even scoring that sort of goal. Even in like a preseason friendly, but it must just do so much good for him to be like, yeah, I'm in the team now. I'm like showing my attacking threat with a goal. Um, I'm showing I can run outside and then come inside as well and put good deliveries into the box. I think it's a yeah, it's a, it was a really good outing for him. I was happy that he seemed to to get it so mm. so quickly, you know. Because I guess he's get like I haven't seen much of him in Serie A, but um, his strengths do seem very much in the final third and really getting up there and just using his pace to good effect. Yeah. And if uh, we're going to leave all that space in behind anyway, that's sort of the sort of the pacey outlet you need almost to, to, to bail you out of trouble sometimes. Um, but yeah, he was he was fab. And um, like I, if if uh, Jimmy Madison's set piece delivery gets a little better as well, and he's a he's mm. a threat in there, then um, then that would be fab. Well, you say you say that about set piece delivery. I thought Perisher's playing on the left wing at what is he now forty seven? Mm. I thought he had a tremendous game. I thought he was just dangerous wherever he popped up you know yeah left side right side putting in those crosses his technique is impeccable it really, it really was like the only redeeming feature of him at points last season but I thought at least a useful player and maybe he didn't have to worry about people getting in behind him yeah before, yeah because he had yeah. that um, you know insurance behind him mm. just playing you know a classic left wing rather than doing I think maybe yeah I think the, the whole role of a wing back can be can be really tough obviously because you're a bit out there on your own a little bit aren't you mm. just in terms of getting up and down and doing all the defensive work and sure you get people helping out especially in the league as well it's not the Premier League is not Serie A teams yeah. they could, the reason the three of the back kind of formations did die over here is because it was, teams sussed out quite quickly yeah. how to counter them you know yeah. that's why when Spurs matched up against Conte when it was Chelsea that was just the way to do it Yeah, you find that way these, ta- these little tactical trends you know that's why I'm saying the teams that are building for, to do Pep's stupid three-two-four-one formation, someone's going to find an antidote to it eventually, and Pep's going to have a new formation at City by November. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. I hate, I hate seeing the predicted lineups, particularly bizarre because we're not suited for that. But I just hate seeing it. It's just like tactical trends don't work like that, man. <laughs> I mean, Pep's tweaks are more sort of just like almost in the season and just figuring out mm. little bits here and there that you know can give him the advantage on other teams rather than long term fixes aren't they because he comes up yeah like you say he comes up with something new yeah. every like three months to fix what's you know you think something's wrong with City yeah um, yeah I, I didn't really see much of the three two four one in in Ange's uh, thinking at all yesterday so just the two zero nine just the two zero nine yeah yeah Aussie are dealers I saw mm. I saw that one from you earlier. I can't I can't good. I can't take credit for it no I wish I could yeah 
the first guy I thought that must have been reeling and just like oh, very proud of myself but no but it wasn't me what a great PN prefix <laughs> <laughs> must remember to use that <laughs> must I must um, yeah I mean was there anyone you're a little disappointed with I thought I mean just in, in the forward areas obviously the finishing was a little ropey that was it yeah like obviously I think Richardson in the game which kind of summed up his season last year where he was getting into these good positions he actually worked really hard I thought there were times where I could understand having his profile of striker up front as opposed to Kane's but he just I think he's clearly someone who just hasn't been prolific Man, for a year now yeah or yeah. in a Spurs shirt as opposed to Brazil one so something we've got to persist with and I don't know when he's going to get those chances really but you know he's, he's showing that he's at least here for the fight yeah, but I think it was the thing. Like everyone who played it in this game, all twenty-two players, they at least kind of showed this bit between their teeth. And Poster Cogley talked a lot about, um, except for those fellas at the back, <laughs> when they were like, "I'm not." Gonna it's go not their. It's that, not their fault that they're bad defenders. You know? <laughs> I think we. I think we realise that now. Um, I don't know, man. That what was it. The second goal. That second goal was pretty bad. <laughs> or between Poro and Tanda. Yeah, when the fella was just like. I'm gonna walk in here, and we'll just, no, no one's picking me up. All right, I'm just gonna. <laughs> It'll get better. It can't get worse. Than this. Yeah, it can't get worse. It can't get worse than two in a game. I think um, if Ant sees too much of that, then he might be ripping the heads off. This some. Is, yeah, this is the thing. Like I know that people say that he is kind of this gung ho manager, but he's proper hard bastard. He's not going to stand for any of this crap and nonsense. Then we saw that in that clip where he's at Celtic. He shouts at them for continually passing it back. He's just like, stop. Yeah. So I think ultimately he said a lot that he's he's kind of a problem solver. He's gone everywhere. He's had to encounter new challenges, but he's always overcome them. The, the challenge for me will be how is he? How is this kind of system going to hold against a team who have just eleven better players than us? Mm. Is it going to be the same? Is it going to? Do we need to change our defensive strategy a little bit? I think that'll be the big challenge that he's going to have because I, do, I have no doubt that. Spurs will dominate these games against teams that they are better than mm-hmm. but the you know six or seven teams that have a shout of being better how is that yeah. going to work I mean even even the sort of teams that you might predict to be mid-table-ish mm. like uh, your Brightons and Brentfords like those are still going to be really well, tricky right, games now. Right, it might be a really good game actually yeah no it will be fun because <laughs> yeah both teams will be trying to dope the other into into <laughs> opening up so it should be really fascinating um, but yeah I, I'd agree like you do just wonder when you've got almost finished you have a finished article in City and then like an Arsenal team I don't, I don't really want to tempt fate by saying getting there but who can just sniff a chance and then yeah. like cut you open pretty easily um, you do have to sort of worry about how Spurs will stand up against teams like that but you know what even something as easy as having an extra pair of legs in midfield and not playing a silly formation <laughs> might help because bloody well like, yeah. when you play 4-3 uh, sorry 3-4-3 three, three, and you see some, like the manner that some of the goals go in when I it's just like it you know you've got those two midfielders who just sort of shuffle from side to side and suddenly they get caught out and they're yeah. nowhere because they don't really know what they're doing or how high up the pitch they should be it looks a bit tin pot yeah. but now at least with Basuma who's got a very who seems to have a very clear role of just sitting in front of the defence and playing yeah. it on. And he had it, yeah, I think we've we talked enough about him apart from that. I think he's going to have a really he had, he had a good first half. From like, to, to see him in that that first 45 minutes, starting 11 anyway, being very, very easy at just dropping a shoulder, um, just moving the ball on very, very quickly. I think it's, I think he's going to be the, the guy to watch early yeah. seasons anyway, just so we can see how 
the uh, the team evolution actually yeah. plays out because it, it does look like a lot's going to come through him now. Yeah, like there's actually a proper defined first in the midfield. You know, and compared to before, there was just you know go around the wings and back round again. That's yeah. pretty much it. Well, I think it was telling that I saw the starting lineup. I just assumed that it would be skipping the six and Basuma as an eight, mm. and then it wasn't that. It was Basuma as the six and skip as eight, and I was quite pleased with that because it, that does basically mean that. That is designated role for Basuma. He's not going to be used in a two like that. He's going to be the one to collect the ball from the back. He's going to be the one to spread play. I thought I didn't realize he had such a great range of passing on him either. I thought I knew he was quite tidy. I knew he, you know, he's good at the basics, but I didn't realize he could actually spread the ball. So that is helping hand as well. You know, he's yeah. quite he's quite confident to play those balls between the lines. He didn't really look phased by it. Where there were some other players, you know, I think Tanganga was he was empowered to try and do that, and he just isn't that sort of player. No, I mean, no, I mean, there was one particularly funny, but wasn't there? I think where he was on the sidelines. I think we were thinking about the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he goes for the nutmeg, and I feel like he kind of gets the nutmeg, and then just everyone just stops. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, like, so like now what? And then they just end up giving it a foul, and he's just sort yeah. of like, whoa, what for, what for? What for? What is, what? You had no idea what you were doing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem there. Got uh, so far. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I feel like uh, Tanganga almost sort of fit the profile for the sort of player that Ange would have wanted in that you know he's, he's pretty quick and aggressive at the back but um, just hasn't got a few of the other desirable attributes yeah he's a, pl- he's a player that would have been a bit more useful if Ange had got his hands on him two or three years ago mm. whereas now I think as well it's the fact that he's had so many of these bad games in the top flight in the Premier League in the Cups that it's harder to redeem because yeah. he hasn't had a lot of good games I will say that and I think people who pushed the boat that he could be a really really good centre-back for Spurs I think are kind of I don't want to say deluding themselves but I think it's it's a bit fanciful right now yeah. like I, haven't, I haven't seen enough in the three or so years he's been in the first team to think yeah that that's the guy yeah so I mean he, he's someone who could maybe should have just been sent on loan at some point yeah, just yeah. To get games. I also think really that happen. you know I think it's a good segue to talk about the centre-backs are going to come in if we're looking to improve in that area and did not make a secret of it in his post-match press conference that's a player whose game time is going to be a little bit more limited so um, we can report that Ashley Phillips will be joining from Blackburn 18-year-old defender promising prospect does not will, will not will not harm pursuit of other centre-backs so it looks like a good flyer for three mil nice I miss yeah. these kind of deals these are, my, these are one of my favourite kinds of deals these young players that have a bit of EFL experience ready to kind of come in it, it does seem that the plan is going to be to um, loan them out somewhere I did, did get a message earlier because um, there was there was interest from other Premier League clubs so yeah good one for the future nice and that's yeah. For, well, someone that I think I believe he would then be if I want to say Tanganga's 23 that would make him He's 24. Oh my god. Oh, okay, so he's six years younger than Tanganga. So that's quite that's quite significant, I would say. And he's he's going to be a, a, in and around the first team, or for now, and I think the plan will be to loan. Yeah, but someone who will in yeah. a few years hopefully be pushing on that. I mean, Spurs had great success buying young players um, from the EFL. Mm. About maybe five or six. Do you wonder why we stopped ago. doing that? I don't know why we stopped doing it because we had a load of players. These club know, signings, you know. Yeah, these kind of <laughs> club signings. Stupid. So stupid. But like, that's 
you know, we, we had a load of players in that in the pot year anyway, mm. who had been brought from those sort of clubs and then managed to peak at the same time, which is obviously ideal and sort of what you want. That's the ultimate dream. And pretty much everyone in the England team now has played in the EFL. Yeah, they yeah, all yeah. they've all come through that, that same kind of system. It's not as if we're Mate, by, like not by all, duds. Yeah, not all elite talent is going to come out of you know United or yeah, Chelsea. Exactly, you know, yeah. There's going to be good buys elsewhere, and I think other teams have. Yeah. You know, plenty of other Prem teams have seen that and they've gone and, you know, look at like Michael Elise and Etze at Palace mm. and like Bowen at West Ham. Like they have a season or two just to get under their belts and then they show that they can actually do it uh, at that high stage. So, yeah. yeah, it's a little confusing as to why Spurs sort of dropped off in the way that they did and when they, I mean, it's not confusing that Jed Spence, uh, Jed Spence didn't play at all under Conte because... You know, we were we were told what the deal was <laughs> um, when he said he is a club signing. <laughs> he was made by the club. Yeah, he was made by the club. Um, so yeah, but um, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen much of Ashley Phillips. I know Blackburn are in, in a little bit of financial strife. I think there are a few reports coming, like local reports, that said that that's not why it was being sold. That's but. not why. It's, mm. Yes, completely, hmm. completely separate, I'm sure. I'm not, I'm not going involved. No. <laughs> no, me neither. But yeah, that seems like a, a, a good idea. One I'd stand by. Yeah. Yeah. But also... But here's where I get confused, because yes. for some reason, um, you know, I'll, I'll let you carry on, but we're, we're being linked with the same two um, centre-backs, and I don't really know who is the... Uh, Who's the priority, or, or uh, if it's gonna, if they're both gonna happen? Yeah, if one's gonna go through. So it sounds like Edmund Tapsper is the top target, and that if Bayer Leverkusen lowered their fifty million euro asking price, then this is something that would be done. Spurs, I think, are having a bit of trouble trying to bring that price down, but I think it's notable that they've been in negotiations for what feels like a lifetime now. You know, mm. it's dragged on for a while. So I think that they would have cut ties like they did with the Raya Brentford situation if they did not believe that they could bring it down mm. that's that last bit of speculation on my part but that is the way that I view it um, Mickey van der Ven from Wolfsburg is available for roughly 10 million euros cheaper that one is pretty much ready to go I think if they don't get anywhere with Tapsburg in the near future and um, as much as I would like Tapsburg, I think he brings a bit more seniority, a bit more experience. I think he's quick. From, 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 what, from what it sounds like, he seems like he has a higher ceiling as well, and he has the higher floor. So, a mm. bit more proven, a bit more of a prospect as well. But Van der Ven has such a kind of unique skill set. You look in those, in all those clips, it looks like a young Vertonghen if Vertonghen had searing pace, which yeah. is quite. I do like when you can bring through those kind of unique profiles. It feels quite a fun thing to have. Yeah, and like uh, unique profiles seem like the rage of the modern era. Really, you know, you almost go out and buy a player with the right, you know, attributes mm. for a, for a position, and it's almost like they're not really playing centre back; they're playing, you know, in an area of the pitch, so yeah. to speak. Where you know, if you watched yesterday, um, the game when West Ham were countering and countering and countering, then you can you can see that having a um, a really really quick centre back <laughs> yeah. will really help yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know defending rather than um, I don't know you know there's lots of slag of Eric Dyer for but <laughs> his, his pace would be one of them and I feel like maybe he, he wouldn't hmm. thrive in yeah. such a system you know <laughs> yeah. so getting uh, that's, that, that, that pacey lad in would be fab um, I mean centre back's not really a position they can 
they can like visit and then say, oh, okay, well, actually, we'll, we'll go with what we've got. They have to bring yeah. someone in yeah. <laughs> because we've we we've, well we saw like sorry in that game yesterday we also saw like a, a whole season of it last year of just poor yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, so they 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 won't be able to to ignore that, and one will get done, won't it? So yeah, but that'll be nice. Hopefully, it's the right one. Who's the right one for you? No, you tell me. Oh, I just know. Uh, I, I, I just told you. I just told you. <laughs> what you said. You know, you're not paid to have opinions, do you? <laughs> I'm paid to have opinions, though. I'm paid to write H2s and H2s. Um, no, I mean, uh, Taps Over seems like he's the one that's more expensive. I, I, I reckon he's 10 mil better than Van Der Ven. That's what I so you think that's a fair price? That's what you're saying? I think it's such It sounds like they'd be quite a dream pair on Football Manager. That's what everyone keeps telling me. I don't play Football Manager uh, anymore. But people no. keep saying, oh, tap, when you first say tap, about, oh, he's good on FM. And then, oh, yeah, he's good on FM. So it's always a good, it's always a good indicator, mm. I feel. You think the manager knows something mm. that we don't? Well, they have many, many scouts around the world, don't they? What could it mean? What could it mean? I don't know. I have no idea. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm very, I'm very optimistic. I'm excited that we're at the start of a new project. I will say that. Cause it feels like a long time since we've been at the start of a process like this. Yeah. In fact, if you think like when the last time we were at the start of a process like this, it was the Pochettino era. And even then, I wasn't as optimistic then because I thought I think the the general quality of the squad wasn't as good. And it felt like I know we just finished eighth, but I felt like we were a bit further away from our rivals. Whereas now, I think if this goes right, like I think we could be back in the Champions League right away. Yeah. If it go if it goes right, that's obviously a big if. But I think that. You can see I, the turnaround. This is what I just... I, I have a hard time thinking that Postacoglu is not going to figure it out and that he will get and that he might get sacked this season. I think that... You're so in. I am so in. <laughs> I, I, no, it's, kind of, it's kind of born out of a thing where people are just being very lazy about the criticisms like, oh, Neil Lennon won loads with Celtic. It's just like, you're completely missing the bloody point. We're not hiring Neil Lennon, are we? Yeah. And I just get, I just get really annoyed and people... I don't think it's a coincidence that everyone, like, if we were to sort of hire Neil Lennon, Celtic fans would have been laughing like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. But I think it is not a coincidence that every Celtic fan was dreading, they were terrified that Tottenham would come and take their manager. Uh, they only had good things to say. And everyone that I know that watches Scottish football has said, that is a really smart appointment. I don't think that those kind of appointments happen and things just turn to shit. So, you're, yeah, you don't want to listen to the people who haven't seen him. I'd rather listen to people who have seen who him. Have, yeah, you know, I, I did. I think that makes show. sense. Well, yeah, yeah, thank you. I'd, I'd be on your side with that. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, just watching the game yesterday. I mean, you actually you get the sense that maybe every game might be a little bit different here and there in terms of you know the way they actually go about attacking. Because you you sat down to watch Spurs before, and you you just sort of know what was coming. You just sort of be like, all right, well, fingers crossed, we get that that chance that the system creates like every now and again. Yeah rather than now where it's like okay they're going to try and win the ball and get the ball forward and like you can actually get excited when they go forward yeah. it's like they're going to try and actually do everything quicker and hopefully not just go back and forth and do things mm. aimlessly um, so I mean like that that's the thing where I was watching it I was actually I was getting more excited about I guess it's very easy when you compare it to the final knockings of last season where um, there was no structure Money Mace was trying, but it was it was difficult, you know. Was that was the thing. Even for Bernard Mason, we looked all right. You could tell you could tell that there were players there. 
And like I still look at the Spurs squad, and even if there are a couple of whoppers in there, I still think there's enough here for you know a good a, a good position, whether that's yeah, if you made a Champions League or if you top made a, five or six or something else. If you made a combined eleven across these two teams, that's a team that finishes in the top six. Yeah, I think yeah, it's definitely one that can. And you know what? Like, unfortunately, the the season that Spurs just had made the um, that managerial appointment even more of a you know a humorous thing to poke for, mm. right, for rival fans exactly yeah. that's so we, we somehow really we might have stumbled that. into the right guy so yeah so hopefully it's a case of other people having a little bit of a laugh now and then they might have to you yeah know, eat their words exactly so afterwards. yeah so I purchased um, a book I can't remember who the author is and that's really that's bad. rare um, how dare you <laughs> <laughs> um, you didn't tell me you can read <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> So easy. <laughs> Just turning it out for the first time. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so it was about um, Ange Postecoglou Celtic, and about so I've only read the first couple of chapters so far, but was, those were about the setup. What was he walking into? And Celtic were in a bad way. They'd finished so many points behind Rangers. They'd blown the chance to win ten in a row. The season was marred by controversies and bad performances and players just act being out of hand and Neil Lennon losing his rag a lot and not understanding what was going on. And Postecoglou basically just walked into a shit show and he turned everything around despite having all these doubters, despite having a bad um, few results to open the season. He managed to turn it all around and he yeah. won everyone over so quickly. Did they, did they have a bad, like, they went out of the Champions League quite early, mm, maybe yeah. the first season. Yeah. I think everyone, yeah, that's weird now, I remember it. Yeah. Everyone got on him, like, that's the thing, yeah. Last week. yeah. Yeah, but it was just, it's just this, it's this kind of tale of him, his whole life proving people wrong. And I, everything that, every quote that I've read in this book, every quote that I've seen of him in interviews, every podcast, he just, I just refuse to believe that this is someone who's not going to get it right. Those guys don't succeed in football if, you know, you need to have, oh, what am I trying to say? The, the guys who Seems like he's got talk, good, the, yeah. yeah, these guys who talk the talk also walk the walk. They don't just fail. There's no, I, I think, I can't remember if it was Mourinho or if it was just some troll Twitter account. It's very hard to distinguish between the two. You used the term <laughs> poet managers before, where these managers who like want to have these philosophies, want to play good football, but they never win anything. I think, air quote, Poet managers don't even get to even near that without being a good manager. Like you need to have been in the game and talk all this stuff. The only concern I had was could he manage these kind of top egos? But I don't think we really have any of those in the squad. The hard thing will be can he control the Kane situation if he gets a little bit out of hand? Mm. But I just I'm fully in for the ride here. I I'm excited yeah. to see where it takes us. I do think I do think it will be fun. I, I mean, after that first game, it was it was nice to have a little bit of our Spurs back. Quite frankly, um, you know, and actually recognizing that it was a team that could score a lot of goals and maybe concede mm. a few as well. Wow. And that seems quite Spurs at its core, really. I know. That's sort of all we really want. Um, so I, I bloody hope so, mate. mate like, um, I, he seems like a very interesting character, and I, like, I'm, I'm very fascinated to see how. He evolves in his first season, like how much, um, yeah, how, how much he takes on for like team performances if they're not good at the start. You know how how he'll shield players and um, talk about results if if needed. Like um, we've all seen the clips of him on, on Twitter doing the rounds, so he's he's not going to be short on giving himself or like giving his players an, an opinion. But hopefully, it's not an opinion that will lead to the squad like getting fragmented. Um, 
and just falling apart like it has on the previous two managers. Yeah. Like what you want is, you know, home truths to be to be said and all that mm. and that's grand, but you don't want somebody who's just stoking division like Mourinho was or, you know, someone who's just can pack it in at a moment's notice like like Conte can, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's I, I I think a lot more people should respond to a style of management. Mm. than what we've had in the last few years and hopefully that means that some of the players that who have been brought and who have maybe haven't done so well get that yeah. get that second yeah. chance this summer and yeah. prove themselves a little more and if they don't work out they don't work out yeah. and if uh, the Celso is our player of the year again <laughs> then that's fabulous as well I think something's gone wrong <laughs> <laughs> there has been a glitch I'm, in the multiverse I'm willing to admit the feel on that one Ballon d'Or winner Gio Celso has no, made did. his way to our universe no that did not happen <laughs> um, okay I think I've said my piece you said your piece mm. nice right. I think I've, I've said mine as well yeah I'm just yeah all in on we're all in on Ange aren't we yeah I'm, yeah. I'm ready I'll, I'll join you there might as well cool although we did lose to West Ham <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyone, mate. It's a levity. <laughs> Just bring in some levity. The real world. Yeah, the real world. Some things never change. Yeah. Okay. I think we, we can wrap up here. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, please subscribe and leave a rating if you haven't already. It helps us a lot. And we will see you next time. Watching Tottenham on a Tuesday This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.